You know where you are. This is the Plug Podcast. That's right. Music of more with Bushy and my buddy, Metal Mike. Man, it has been forever since we've been able to talk. You have to excuse me. I am not at Party Rocks. I'm on location at my girlfriend's house. And <laughs> she needs to change battery in her smoke alarm. You're going to hear a chirp every once in a while. Also, we have a birthday party going on for her 15-year-old nephew. Happy birthday, Isaac. Um, so you're going to hear some background chatter, maybe some dogs talking and stuff. Uh, Metal Mike, how are you? You got to be wondering why we're on video. Um, well, yeah, I am a little like, what? what is this, man? Because, you know, I've always felt I had a face for radio and podcasting. I don't know about YouTube, but here we are. But, you know, I have been dipping my toe into that anyway. I've made an appearance on uh, uh, Black Spinner's circle a while back you know um and then of course there was i i think uh i think it was the mark and jerry and charles bs sessions or it could have been a video version of free form i'm not sure i can't remember but mark that was a lot of fun shit going on it's, it's like what, i don't know what show i was on <laughs> yeah 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 i i, I, I kind of dropped this in uh, metal mike's lap um that hey by the way i had this political youtube channel that I don't have the time to keep up with politically. There, there's just too much going on. It changes every day. And my values and views and opinions aren't going to change anyway. I'm not going to change yours. And I thought, you know what? The Plug Podcast needs a damn YouTube channel so that we could do things like this. You can see where we are, you know, what we're doing. You can see us interact. And here's the cool thing is later on in the show, and this is why I have this pretty motherfucker behind me, Mr. Eddie Ojeda. We are going to be debuting our Eddie Ojeda interview that we did at Rockin' Pod um, because we have a whole shitload of content <laughs> from Rockin' Pod that we haven't released yet. Uh, Metal Mike and I have been so damn busy, we haven't had a chance to sit down and record. So this is great because everybody else already has all their shit out, so now they're going to get something fresh. So maybe it worked out for the best. <laughs> possibly, possibly, man. Um, hold on a minute. I'm trying to. Uh, there you are. I was looking for my news story. So if I looked like I was staring off into space, I really wasn't. He, oh, he absolutely was. I kind of so, was. I, you know, uh, what, what can so I what's say? What's been going on since last we spoke? I see you uh, on vacation every other week, it seems like. <laughs> well, I don't know how this motherfucker says he works hard because he's never home. He's always somewhere else eating well, food, seeing a show. <laughs> I, now, the last vacation I took was the one I w met you at Rockin' Pod. Uh, this was just a weekend thing, and it was a buddy of mine, John. He used to go to Eastern Illinois, and his uh, cousin now plays b the, for the baseball team. And originally, Bill was going to take his his new sweetie with him, but she couldn't make it. So he's like, "Hey, bro," and I I'd been kind of I'm I'm just I'm not gonna lie, I've been blue. Um, last Saturday, I had to put my dog down. Uh, what we thought was a UTI turned out to be a lot more serious. And uh, she had been, I knew she was old, but I wasn't, I thought I had at least another year or two, you know, with her. And uh, it, it, it was just, there was nothing that could be done, really. They said that antibiotics would not help. And um, it's just one of those, uh, one of those things, man, you know, and it just kind of sucks. Because, I mean, like I said, if you see my Facebook post and my post on Instagram, I pretty much just said, like, when that dog entered my life, I was not a happy man. I, I was like, because of the fact that, you know, I come home from a hard night's work and there's this little shih tzu in my living room floor. No, 
and that's what bothered me the most about it. It's like, hold on a minute now. I mean, you're you're living in my house. I'm taking care of you and your kids. I'm doing the best that I can. And you don't even have enough fucking respect for me. And to me, that's all it was. It was just respect to ask. Because that's all she would have to do is just bat her eyelashes and go, honey, can me and the kids have a dog? And I'd been like, yeah, sure. You know how that dumb shit works. <laughs> yeah, but but it would it wouldn't have been that big a deal. I mean, anybody knows me knows I'm an animal lover, so it's not like uh, you know, you know. But yeah, I was less than thrilled. And then eventually, what happened is me and the thing that should not be, we split up. And then eventually, you know, the kids leave too, and I I I ended up with her. And but by that time, she'd already started um charming me, I guess, or you know, like she would. For she whatever reason, was her favorite. Yeah, I mean, that's and, and how it that was goes. me. It was almost like, even though she loved Destiny dearly, it was like, well, your dad, and I know you're like, you know, there would be times where they would take pictures, and this is when Shannon was still with me, where I had a where I lived at the time, which is no longer there. It's tore down finally, thank Christ. But uh, <laughs> I had a chair right next to the door, and it was my chair, and she would sit in my chair and look at the door, waiting for me to come home from work. You know, oh, like great. an hour. Yeah. You know, so even then it was like, you know, but eventually she became my best buddy, you know, and we did everything together except go on vacations, of course. Right. Right. But she likes to remind me. And um, yeah, I just I haven't been this blue since my mom died. I, I know it's just a little dog, but, you know, you know how these, these four legged creatures, they become as important to you as the people in your life, whether they be friends or family. And she was my little fur baby, man. And I miss her bad. It's just like, it's like my whole routine's fucked up. I had a routine and my whole daily routine is just gone now. It's like there's, and there's just moments where I'll forget, like I'll wake up going, Oh, I got to take Smuckers for a walk. And then I realize she's not there where I miss her the most is, I mean, she laid in bed with me every fucking night, man. And, and, and now she's not there. And it's just, it's just going to take me a while to, to get adjusted, you know what I mean? But, I get that, and my, my heart goes out to you, man. I know all I did was Facebook post you. I probably should have called you. I reserve phone calls for death for people. <laughs> well, no, and no, it's, it's I, fine. I don't expect anybody to, you know, it's like, to be honest with you, this is affecting me more than I thought it would. Yes, well, that's what I mean. When I had to put Thor down. Yeah, uh, oh, dude, dude, when you got to put, I him- leave with Thor, and you know, because he had cancer, he dropped thirty pounds in a month. I had to, I had to put him down. We and took him to McDonald's. I fed him a couple of sausage, egg, and cheese biscuits. We ran around the park, and it's like you're doing that to try to make yourself feel better about it, because you know what the outcome is. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when I came home. You know, me and Nevaeh came home. I let her stay out of school. I mean, she knew that dog her entire life. Everything well, she yeah. remembers involved. He's, he was a member of your family, man. Yeah. Well, my cat, who arrived to me the same way your dog arrived to you. <laughs> this is a bitch I didn't want, and now I love her to death. But number seven, yes, that's my cat's name, people. Shut up. Number seven would uh, sit at the door and waiting for Thor to come knock on it. Because, you know, he would scratch when he wanted to come back in. Because I had my pit bull trained, you know. He wouldn't go outside. He wouldn't go into the road or anything like that. He wasn't an aggressive dog. So he'd go outside, do his thing. When he was ready to come in, he let me know. That cat sat there for three days in front of that door, watching it for that dog. I had felt like such a piece of shit. It's like I already feel horrible. My heart's breaking. But now I feel like a scumbag. <laughs> does, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, like I said, man. Yeah, my heart goes out to you, brother. I know how. Yeah, it is. you know, yeah, and 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 like I've lost other people uh, since my mom. I mean, two ladies that were like second moms to me. A guy who was like a second dad to me, but I didn't see him every day, all the time. I mean, like I said, when when you have an animal, man, they become it's it's routine. It's it's especially a dog, man. Now I'm not saying a dog's better than a cat because I love cats too totally do but but a exactly. cat's just different it's just different man yeah you don't walk your cat you don't you don't you there's certain things that you do with your dog that that you know i mean not that your cat i mean fuck that. when i had a cat he laid on me constantly but yeah, but that's the thing when a cat wants affection that's when you're able to give the cat affection barring that feed me bitch change my dirty box or i'll piss on your floor you know <laughs> right? I mean. but yeah. a dog they want to be up your ass all the time. They love, they're just, yeah. if, if people were like dogs, I know, even with all of our differences, I mean, all different dogs get along. Why can't people do the same thing? Like this dog thinks drinking out of the toilet is good. This dog is staunchly against it, but they still love each other. Right. People can't be that way. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, <laughs> I think with this commentary for the day, well, there you go. Right on, man. Um, I, well, yeah, I mean, the dog thought the sun rose and set on my bald head, you know, and uh, no matter what. And and she was a good girl, man. Like, I know everybody says that about their dogs, but she was just so laid back and so chilled. It's like I said in my post. She was like an old soul. Like, she'd been here before. Like, she would just look at me sometimes and, and it's like, yeah, dude, I understand. I get what you're saying. I, I swear to God. And she was so smart. Like, if I said, you ready to go see Grandpa? She jump up and down like like she knew what I meant when I said that. Yeah. When I said, "Hey, you ready to go do this?" She knew, and she mm -hmm. adored my father. Oh man, she loved Grandpa. That's great. Part of because he fucking spoiled the shit out of her, like everybody else did. You know, I mean, even Bill's bummed out about it. He got really attached to her too. You yeah. know, I mean, fuck, I've been living here for three years, so he's pretty tore up about it you know like i said it's funny how them furry little fuckers get to be so important to you yeah, they, they do man they become everything i'm gonna miss smuckers because frankly every show we recorded smuckers would interrupt us oh and yes take his dog out when he got home because that's what a responsible dog owner does you know what i mean oh, yeah but sometimes she <laughs> but would whine because she'd either want a drink of water or sometimes i think it was just hey you've been talking to uncle bushy too long i want some attention <laughs> and i think also it's like sometimes i wonder if she wasn't just telling me well i think you're wrong i like this record because she was very opinionated <laughs> you know she would do it on the radio show I would be praising something and she'd be like, well, I think it sucks. Or I really like that record. <laughs> so at least that's great. what I got out of it. That's great. Definitely rest in peace to smuckers. Uh, inevitably would interrupt the show. Bushy, I'm sorry. Can, can we pause this real quick? And this is stuff you guys never hear because frankly, right. I edit the fuck out of things, you know? <laughs> right. Well, you got to, man, sometimes, especially if the long-witted motherfucker like myself. So, sometimes. you know. <laughs> okay all the time damn it but i mean she was such a good girl man and you know see like right now i would give anything to hear that you know but yeah, yeah at the time i would go oh god smugs but i couldn't really ever yell at her though because she was just such a good girl man it was like what am i going to complain about oh you want water oh you know or you want to go pee you bad dog you know what i mean like you know yeah <laughs> i'll tell you one thing all that that dog can eat i don't know where she put it 
because she's just a little bitty thing. But that little right. dog fucking eat, dude. She could put it away. My dad even be like, God damn, where'd she put all that? I'm like, I don't know, Pop. I don't know. That's anyway, great. man, Smucks, I miss you. And I hope I see you on the other side one day. If there is another side, I don't know, but we will show. I don't either, but they say all dogs go to heaven. So I hope so, man. I hope so. At least. So um, there is one other thing too, though. It was uh, because I've read a book a while back where there was a line where the, and they were actually talking about reincarnation. And the guy just said, well, I feel about it the way I do about all beliefs and religion. I neither believe in it nor disbelieve in it. And I'm like, that's no. right. See, that's how I am. I'm like, I'm, yeah. I believe it's possible. Sure. But I don't know if it really exists or not. So I can't really it's, say it's I'm more an agnostic thing. And agnostic yeah. is like, okay, maybe, but show me. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, but I used to know, have those arguments with my stepmother. Oh, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm like, God, where, where the fuck are the dinosaurs? I mean, we have plenty of bones and shit to prove they existed. You know, where are the dinosaurs? And and she would get all huffy with me. And finally looked at her one day. I said, just prove it. And and this was her answer. Look at a tree. I said, okay. How do you think that that could grow from a little seed into a tree? Well, I was in biology class at the time, <laughs> you know, when you went through plant biology as well as, you know, anatomy and physiology of a human. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, technically science has said that, <laughs> you know, and was rambling all this stuff off that I don't remember anymore because. Photosynthesis. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make my stamen go. Berserk. Oh, no, that's reproduction. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, but I mean, even with trees, like their whole root system, it's their version of the circulatory system. Exactly. It's it's no yeah yeah, and I don't know, mate. I'm not saying that there wasn't. I mean, I've often said for a long time. I think we're just one big alien experiment. That's my theory. I can't prove that, but I I don't see where it's any more whacked out than. It's like the end of Men in Black when it fades out. Yes. Yes. You know, Earth, and all of a sudden it's a marble, and it's aliens just playing marbles with these I planets. Love it. People, <laughs> these universes, the yeah, not just yeah, the, entire, the, yeah the, like the Milky Way galaxy, yeah, because there's only one universe, right? It's beautiful, man. It's like you know, um, yeah, I, I love that movie anyway. In fact, it's funny, I just did a recent interview that I'm going to provide for our podcast, and and uh, maybe when we do that, because like I said, my brother's real keen on doing visual stuff, he can do a visual version of that. I did an interview with this band called They Watch Us from the Moon. From yes. uh, Lawrence, Kansas uh, Really cool like um, They got two female singers And and they're like It's all it's all space it, They tell a story too man It's very trippy They got a new album coming out May 12th And they're uh, they, they had an EP Where the lineup was different But this lineup man They got two ladies I interviewed one I interviewed her And, the, and basically Shane 13 The leader of the band And um <laughs> uh, like it's uh, the first album's called Com- Cosmic Chronicles: The Ascension, or Part nice. One: The Ascension, and, and they they got a comic book that's coming out with it, and the whole bit, man. And it's like um, epic wow. doom operas, they're calling it. It's um, it kind of reminds me of like Pink Floyd meeting Black Sabbath, with a little bit of um, like 
Monster Magnet and Ziggy Stardust thrown in there too. I like it. I really dig it. I've been pushing them really hard. In fact, I was doing my interview or played my interview last Friday. Uh, not last Friday, but the Friday for, before when poor Smucks kind of took a turn for the worse. She took a turn for a worse that night and then was really sick the next morning. So, but, um, and, and that's the radio version, but my brother's re-edited and done everything for the podcast too. So we're going to release it on here. So I will be sending that to you to, to huh. add to our content, man. So, you know. We oh, can yeah. put it out there because the album comes out May 12th. And, you know, like I, I one of the reasons why I hit you up is like, man, we got to start getting because how many uh, how many interviews is on our last episode? I can't remember. It was like two or three. Wasn't just, it? No, just a BB Buell. Are you sure? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. That's we did right. talk a little bit about Blackwood. Um, I, I, we, we got their CDs. And yeah. Bags. Did you listen? What would you think? I did like it, especially that one song, man. That's just total Sabbath worship. The man. fucking like, witch, right? Shit. Yep. I yep, was like, dude, holy that, that fuck, man. Yeah. Man, like, dude. but even the other that's songs were pretty like, good. I got, strong, I got a strong Sabbath vibe. Lullaby, you know me anyway. I'm a ballad guy. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty crunchy for a ballad, you know? Oh, it's, yeah. That, yeah. It's a good song, it's, it's beautifully written. Uh, I highly recommend that band. I can't wait till we sit down to talk about that particular interview because uh, that one went really well. They were cool guys. And now after hearing the album, I really want to reach out and get them back. That was really good. And yeah, like I said, The Witch, that's the one I played on our last episode. You know, that that motherfucker, that's, dude, that's, they're sucking Sabbath's dick right there. Like, these are the gods. I've actually been listening to Sabbath a lot. Um, I was in Walmart because I don't have a lot on CD. I have, um, uh, what the debut and I have volume four and paranoid is all I have on. CD. What do you have digitally? Do you have Every, everything? Okay. Every I was going to say, if you don't, I can send it to you. Do you have the uh, box, the um, um, super deluxe box sets of some of their albums? Cause I have those digitally. I have I, them I, on CD as well, but I, I can, I can send uh, those to you. Man. They're pretty select, sweet, dude. When I was uh, joining the radio station. Ah, Excited to build up Yeah. But uh, I was in Walmart for like 12 bucks. I, it was a double disc Black Sabbath CD. And uh, I don't know if it said the ultimate mix or something like that. You know, something like that. I don't have it with me. It's out in the car. But I've been rocking that, dude. And I'm like, holy fuck, they do this song? Like, there's some stuff that I knew. That I didn't even realize was Sabbath. Like, yeah, I have, I have, I've fallen in love with that "Never Say Die" fucking jam. Dude. <laughs> that, that shit's oh, so it's good. a killer jam, dude. Yeah, <laughs> no, all the classic stuff. You know, I mean, of course, it has you know the Wizard and Fairies Wear Boots. Now, is this just Ozzy era, or did yeah, just Ozzy era Sabbath? Okay, okay. You know, the the, the best era. I don't care. It, it's the best era. I I do love the Dio stuff. But these people that like the Dio era better, I'm like, ah. Well, look, everybody's <laughs> entitled to their opinion. Um, sure, they can be pathetically subjective, <laughs> right? Uh, but I mean, I. It, but when I say that I don't really feel like that's Black Sabbath, that's not to despair. To me, man, especially when Ron and then you get Vinny on drums, it became a different band. It became a different band. I mean, yeah, you good, know, good band. I mean, good, great music. band, I mean, great music. Yeah. Tony Iommi, you could see his guitar skills developing, you know, over those, what is it, six 
six or seven Sabbath with Ozzy albums. Mm -hmm. You could hear him developing, obviously, but with that Dio era. I'll tell you what, though. Here's where I think if you listen to if you listen to um, Technical Ecstasy, the album, and Never Say Die, the album, you can kind of see in my ears, and I was having this conversation with my brother Scapegoat on the air the other night on the Metal Mike show, and you can kind of see um, the the um, the the directions that Tony and Ozzy were taking with their music. Like there's there's moments where I'm like, oh shit, that kind of reminds me of some Dio era stuff. But then Ozzy vocally and some of the shit he's doing reminds me of solo Ozzy. So yes. I think there was definitely more than just oh drugs and all. I think they they were kind of going in different directions creatively anyway. You yeah. know, uh, I like that technical ecstasy album. It's it's um, I, I do own that one on vinyl. But like yeah, when I, I hear a song like Dirty Women, I mean to me that sounds like a soul Ozzy song. Fucking Dirty Women. Have you heard the new mix off the 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 Super Deluxe? Dude, you would no. hear shit on it. Like in 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 the Dirty Women, there was one thing like I knew there was background vocals, but I could never make out what Ozzy was saying. I just thought he was just singing. Dude, on the on the remix, man, you can hear him go Dirty Women over and over and over. It's fucking badass, dude. That's awesome. Uh, I'll send I, that to you. I'm really digging that fucking song, too. Um, again, it's one of those that I, I hadn't heard. Because as I've said on this show several you know, several times, the only Black Sabbath album my dad had was Paranoid. Which, I mean... Oh, and um, He had uh, Born, Born Again, though, man. Yeah, the, the Again. Ian Gillen, yeah. you know, which was the original Sabbath with Ian Gillen. I love that record myself. Some people... I, I do, too. A lot of people... Cough, cough, Chris and Zach. Yeah, no, I love you, Chris. Great album. I hear they're going to be remastering it, remixing I, it. Yeah, remixing it. So I'm like, ooh, are they going to thicken this motherfucker up? Like, put a modern feel on it? Yeah, I, I'm. I am very curious. I am. I, I'm looking forward to that, man, because I think that is a. Um, again, that was one of those things where if you read Tony's autobiography, they were going to call the band Born Again, you know. But again. You know how the music business is. Black Sabbath is a brand. You can't let go of it, you know, which is, I kind of get that. But I also think in a way it kind of hurt. I don't know so much about now, but at one point in time, I think it did hurt Sabbath's legacy. Yeah. It's like, man, I mean, I love Tony and all, but when you're calling it Black Sabbath and you got more fucking seniors than the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, after a while, people are going to kind of be like, okay, you know, yeah, you know, Crucial. I mean. And I and I don't mean to disparage because I actually like some of that Tony Martin stuff too. I'm a huge Sabbath fan, so to me, all that, even solo Ozzy, solo Dio, uh, when to when Tony has done solo projects, when Geezer, it's all under the Sabbath umbrella, and I appreciate all of it. Some of it I might like, and others, and there might be some stuff that don't grab me. But but come on, man, it's Black Sabbath. They're, they fucking created the. We wouldn't be fucking having the conversation we're having without them. So, you know. Exactly. Well, like I said, man, I mean, this album, this, this double disc, I, God, I wish I had it here in front of me. Fucking, uh, there, there's songs on there I flat out had never heard. You yeah. Know, well, even though I, I have everything Sabbath has put out. Man, you okay. need to do a deep dive on Sabbath. But I know the stuff that I like. Like, I know I love Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. I know I love fucking Volume 4. I know I love Paranoid. I know I love... So you've heard all those albums in their entirety then? 
those albums in their entirety. Okay. And then, like, Dehumanizer and Seventh Sign or Seventh Son or whatever the fuck that album was. It's horrible. Horrible album. Oh, and, and, you're talking about what was supposed to be an Iomi solo album, um, oh, yeah, Seventh Star. That, yeah, that thing fucking sucks so bad. I tried, man. I tried. I'd, I'd heard... I don't Isn't remember. it really keyboard heavy, if I remember right? That's the one that's it's, got Glenn Hughes seen it on it, which I love Glenn Hughes. Yeah, same. How could he not? Yeah. But, dude, it was oh, such tripe. <laughs> I don't like it. I have that one on vinyl, too, by the way. Oh, you know what, Bush? It's been so long since I've actually... I got it. I need to sit down and listen to it. That would be... You know, like, we're always talking about doing retrospectives, and we really need to get with Scribble and do and start on this Megadeth one that we were talking about. We got to get yeah, on that, that's, man. that's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. I tell you what, because of that, I'm actually asking my girl to grab that CD so I can tell you exactly what it is. Um, why don't we just say fuck it and get into the news? Let's do this, man. It's time for Metal News. All right, that's right. It is time for Metal News. And I haven't had a chance to talk to you since it dropped. Uh, you and I were both of the same opinion originally. Uh, we loved Lux Eterna, that suicide scream or whatever the fuck that song is. We didn't like that shit. It was way too fucking loady. I, I didn't even listen to the third single. Okay, I'm not even going to lie to you. Uh, the album is dropped, and you've had a chance to listen. Yeah, I listened to it on the weekend when we uh, went up to Eastern Illinois, uh, Charleston, Illinois. It wasn't a vacation; it was a fucking weekend trip, lie. dude. I saw Charleston. I was like, "This motherfucker's in South Carolina." Bitch didn't think to wave as he was going by. <laughs> Do you really think I would not reach out to you if I was in your neck of the woods? Come on now. I would hope so. Okay. So, yeah, 72 seasons dropped, and I was... Look, first of all, let me tell you what I thought. Uh, I have said this. I think it was Mark Mark and Jerry with Charles' bullshit sessions. But, uh, again, I apologize for the background. Um, So, I I get this album, and, dude, that opening track, 72 seasons... I was like, oh, okay, so maybe that screaming suicide or whatever the fuck that song is. is. So you like the opening track? Dude, I, I love 72 Seasons. What a good fucking song. And then the second song started, I got halfway through. This is how much I liked it. I don't remember the names of the songs. I like, I'm going to have to pull I, them I've all got up. The, I've got it right here. I can tell you. Shadows Follow. Yeah, whatever. I, I didn't dig it. It got to the third song. I got about a quarter in, and I turned the album off. I was I was disgusted. And then I was like, fuck, I've got to listen to this record. So I go to second time and I make it all the way up to Lux Eterna and I am not having a good time. I turn it off again. It took me three times to listen to this fucking record and it was work. It was work. And I don't know if it was because everybody was shit talking the Megadeth album so so much that I still listen to at least once a week or so. Because I think it's just that fucking good. I don't know if it was everybody doing that and ha ha mega who and blah 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 like they always try to do. I'm like, no, this is Metallica. And for me, their last good album was the Black Album. That was their last good album. The last great album was Justice, even though there wasn't any bass in the fucking thing. 
that's good album was a black album. Then Hardwired comes out. Yes, we're going to skip all the other shit. Because <laughs> Hardwired comes out and it's like, oh, fuck. We're finally getting an album that sounds like Metallica. When Lux Eterna came out, what did I say, man? I sang praises. I was like, fuck, all this shit people are talking about. Lars, God, they're fucking wrong. This is a great song. I have hope for this Metallica album. Uh-oh, watch out, Dave. Was really what I was thinking. Even though the riff to We'll Be Back smoked Lux Eterna, I was like, this is chugging fucking fast down picking goddamn Metallica. I don't like this album. I like four songs. Okay. When I listen through it, I liked four mm-hmm. songs. I, I make it an EP. It'd probably still be LP length. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's my other thing. Fuck Prague Talica. That last track in a God of the or whatever the fuck it is. Dude, why? 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 Everybody bitches about Maiden doing long songs. Why do these cocksuckers get a pass? And it's not that I don't like long Metallica songs, because in Justice for All, every song was at least seven or eight minutes long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, irritated, irritated, irritated. Don't like. And I also <laughs> hate because people say, man, this, this album rocks. You're right. This album rocks. It does not thrash. The sick no. and the dead thrashes. No. And I'm sick of motherfuckers giving them a pass because they grew up on load and think that those, those songs, like, you, know, you ain't my bitch, are good Metallica songs. Do I dig it? Is it catchy? Yes, I'll give them credit for writing it. But fuck you, that's not a Metallica song. Fair enough, man. All right. Um, so, here, well, and, and you're on the same boat that my brother. Seventy-two seasons. You're not. I'm not. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I'm not going to tell anybody they're wrong. Number number one, because it's all subjective, and we are pathetically subjective. Here, pathetically so. Pathetically so. Pathetically, pathetically subjective. subjective. Thank you, Nick the Dick. <laughs> anyway. your mom last night. There we go. I got a rock and metal combat podcast <laughs> joke. <laughs> So I guess when you do this on YouTube, is it going to show both of us like on YouTube? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Just like yeah, it yeah. does with like Team Viewer or whatever. Yeah, we'll I think what we do. People. Yeah, like we do with um. Yeah, when we do uh, because that's I think that's what Black Spinner Circles use. I think they use Team Viewer. But a- anyway, I'm sorry. Um, they use Streamyard, but um, my big brother scapegoat hates. Let me, let me say, hate. ladies and gentlemen. Hold on, let me say, ladies and gentlemen, that my co-host is old. You can see the gray in his beard compared to my beautiful brown and whatever other colors are in there. fuck's sake. He doesn't understand the technology. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Oh, God. No, let let me know your thoughts on 72 Seasons. Okay, well, first of all, I was going to give you my brother's. He's kind of in the same boat you are. He does not like this record of all. He hates James's vocals. He doesn't, you know, he, he hates the production, which, I mean. Uh, I think the production is pretty good. And, and yeah, I don't think the production is bad at all. Now, I've only listened to the whole album in its entirety once, and that was yeah, on yeah, the way I'm to not Charles- do it again. Yeah, on, on Charleston's Illinois. And we played overkill's new album because again i'd heard a few songs but i hadn't heard the whole album number one still i'm gonna say it right now listen to that i have it still haven't listened to it you know you need to 
It fucking smokes this. Overkill smokes this. Okay, I'm gonna say that right now. Damn, Doctor Fuck does not like the new Overkill. I I don't. And again, I love you, Ralph, but I don't get it. I think the over new Overkill. I don't think Overkill's ever put out a bad record though. You know, and and I know I think with him some oh they're going through the motions yada yada. Well, look, Overkill's one of those bands where, and here's the thing with every band that every artist that's had any time around. You, it's a fucking fine line, man. Us fans were sometimes hard to please because you get people who, if you experiment, well, oh, fuck, man, that doesn't sound like yeah. such and such. Fuck this record, right? And I've been guilty of that. I've been guilty of that. Then you have your fucking fans that are like, you know, um, oh, God, every album sounds the exact same thing. It's the same thing, you know? Um, yeah. Just to interrupt you real quick, I apologize. Yeah, go ahead. Black Sabbath, the uh, Ultimate Collection. Oh, okay. Uh, disc one, Paranoid, Never Say Die, Iron Man, Black Sabbath, Children of the Grave. Probably one of the greatest riffs ever written. Fairies Wear Boots, Changes, Rat Salad, Sweet Leaf, War Pig, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, Hole in the Sky. Never Ooh. heard it, love it. Sense of the Universe. Spiral Architect, Rock and Roll Doctor. Love that one. This too, Dirty Women, Evil Woman, Don't Play Your Games With Me, Hard Road, Lord of This World, Into the Void, love that song, Behind the Wall of Sleep, love that song, Snowblind, Tomorrow's Dream, The Wizard, NIB, Electric Funeral, Embryo, of that motherfucker, Killing Yourself to Live, Am I Going Insane, Wicked World, and It's All Right. Wow, that's weird that they got Embryo like there, because it, that's pretty cool though, man, a nice compilation, nice, you know. The, yeah, the track. Huh? I said it, it's not bad. And like I said, there's songs on there I never heard. I got it because I like Sabbath. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna lie. Am I a nut swinger like some people? No, I, I haven't done a deep enough dive. You know what I mean? But as I've been listening to this motherfucker, let me tell you this, Metal Mike. Let me tell you this, Dr. Fuck. Oh, oh. I understand why this is your favorite metal band. I understand why they take the spot above Kiss, even though Kiss was a huge influence on all of us. I get it, because Kiss is my all-time favorite band. But after listening to some of these songs I'd never heard before, I definitely got a deep dive in. Oh, for sure, man. We should do a Sabbath retrospective sometime, man. That would be fun. Okay, force me to listen to them. Huh? Back to Metallica 72 seasons. I said, yeah, force me to listen to him. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> you know, because right. I think you would be, I think, I think you would be. But that dumb bitch saying Brett Michaels Rock of Love, when she was drunk as fuck, slurring and couldn't stand up, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> oh, good lord. That, that bitch was a slut. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, you didn't see that show? No, I didn't watch that fucking show. Why would I watch a show with the fucking singer of a band I don't like? Come on now. Um, okay. <laughs> no, I should get a cheer and applause behind that. An um, applause. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Fuck thank your you. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, my brother was not a big fan of this album at all. Um, I've only heard it once. Now there's certain uh, tracks like "Screaming Suicide." I give that song the finger. Um, Fuck that loady fucking song. And it broke my heart when I found out that Robert Trujillo co-wrote it. I'm like, really? Because I did not. I don't like that song. Um, there's another song, that, the one that has the intro that's way too long. 
I think it's oh, fuck. I can't remember what it could be. Shad. I don't know. I can't remember which one it was. What this album is. I don't remember it either. Maybe it was if <laughs> no, it was if darkness has a son. I I that song didn't really grab me either. Um, Seventy two seasons. I did like. Now right off Dang the bat, it. this is not really a thrash metal album. Uh, but I I. I'm not going to put it in the load and, and reload category for one reason. I think the load and reload ca- albums was them tracing trends. With this, I I know you're going to... I heard some Iron Maiden in this. I heard... I'm talking the album. I heard some Sabbath. Laugh if you want, but you, um, you must burn. Total Sabbath worship, in my opinion. I mean, like I'm like, whoa, man, that's a really thick sludgy dare i say sludgy riff and that that closing track in a mo in, in a morata fuck that song dude dude but did it, you like that song <laughs> i didn't think it was that bad i'm fuck also reading Rush the lyrics I'm, i was reading the lyrics because bill had the cd on the way down i like lux eterna i like 72 seasons a lot i really did like you must burn um it's kind of hard for me to recall most of the songs. I was like, I, I guess I'm just going to say not bad. I'm, I'm going to say what, um, Charles, uh, uh, did Charles trainer when, you know, I guess they had the album where you could take it and put whatever lettering you want. It's the album cover and he put mediocrity. Yeah. It's mediocre. I mean, there's some good songs on here. It's not awful. I don't think it's as bad as some people are making it out to be, but I don't think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I mean, because some of the shit I was reading was insane. I mean, when you got motherfuckers trying to te- say, oh, it's the best thing since Master Puppets, whatever you're smoking, please stop. But I mean, okay. come on. Like, come on. Hardwired, maybe. I, I mean, I still give the edge to. I think Hardwired's a better record. I think Hardwired's a more cohesive record, it's a more thrashier record. At least yeah. in parts. Um, I like that Hardwired better. I like Hardwired better. Uh, Bill likes Hardwired better. He really liked this record. There's only two songs that he didn't like. Um, but I, I, you know, but he didn't. Again, I'm, I'm just like, okay, not bad, not bad. Yeah, I, I, it's, I, it's like I'm not bashing on the record, but. Come on, let's not well, act like this, the second coming of fucking Christ. Right, and that's, this is not. This is Metallica. They they show there's there's parts in this album where they show, hey, we're Metallica. Yes. Oh yeah. And then there there are some... parts where like, no, we're Load Metallica. <laughs> and then there's fucking Rush Metallica, and you could suck my dick. That song's horrible. And I'll <laughs> like, fuck you. Well, look, man. I only heard it one time. I'm in the car. I'm in the car. I'm I'm reading the lyrics. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I I, I could uh, an 11 minute, 10 second song. I'm like, wow, wow. Um, but I don't understand. But then again, like even when some of the first singles were coming out, people were going shit, ape shit over if darkness had a son and screaming suicide, and I didn't really care for either of those songs. Um. Uh, Lex Eterna, I liked 72 seasons, not bad, but the first time I heard it was because I got so, um, 
See, I discouraged dig from, but, but did you like it? Did you hear it when it come out? Because I think 72 seasons was the fourth single. No. Yeah. It was the fourth single of the album. And I no, just I think after I heard that stupid suicide song, I was like, no, nah, I ain't listening to no more of this. They're low. They tease me with Lux Eternum, make me think you're going to have a fucking thrash album. And yeah. then fucking suicide me. And that's but, what and you that, did. You okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. They but you know what? Speak. It's still better than goddamn load and reload. See, that's my thing. If you're going to compare it and I got to be fair, is this anything close to, to, to the first four or five albums? Fuck to the no. Is this, but is it better than load and reload and St. Anger? Uh, yeah. Is it as good as hardwired? No. In my opinion, Saint it's Anchor, not. I've never listened to load. Oh. And reload. I do like a few songs from each of those albums. So what you're saying is if nothing else, this is up to par with Maybe. load. And reload. I like and it better than load and reload. There's only one goddamn song off load. I like. One. Pop the sand. No, there's wait. A, there's two. There's a couple. There, and there ain't no goddamn songs off Reload. Reload is a hunking pile of fucking dog shit, man. I ah, fucking fuel hate that. Fuel fuck it. is a fuel. Fuck that song, man. <laughs> fuck that song and fuck that album. Ah, ah, I love fuel. That, I, fuel. I, I hate. Give me fuel. I Genocide. hate that because James. That's another thing I noticed about this album, though. People can call me crazy, but I think James has experimented with his vocals. He's seen it in ways that I've never really heard him do before, to me. Like, this isn't your Eeyore, Eeyore James, thank God. He ain't doing that shit in this. Thank Christ. You know, but um, but he is doing some things where I hear a lot of, like, new Wobblem in this album. I, I even hear some, people may call me nuts, but Bill said it too. I even hear some power metal elements on this album. Oh. But does that mean I love it? No, I'm not saying, yeah, fucking 72 seasons rule. No, I am I not one of those guys. Power Talica either. Huh? Power Talica? Is that what you call I don't want to hear any Power Talica. I don't want to hear any fucking Rush Talica. I want to hear fucking Metallica. Okay. All right, man. Man, you're God, getting awfully hostile about this record. I'm, I'm so sick of people praising this like the greatest things in sliced bread. There are a lot of people that are doing that, Bushy. I will ag agree with you on that. And, and I just rolled my eyes sometimes. And I think it's one reason why it took me so long to listen to this record is because I was almost like, oh, fuck, this is going to be another low. It's going to be another reload. It's going to piss me the fuck off. This record didn't piss me off. But does that mean I love it? No, I don't love it. But there are some songs I do like. And, and like you said, there's moments where I'm like, ooh, nice riff there. Or, ooh, I like that. You know, like, I, I, look, anybody, can I just be blunt here? When it comes Man, to these, these legacy please. acts, including all of them, as much as I like Sick or and the, Sick, the Zion and the Dead, as much as I love Dystopia, Nothing. There's no, are fucking Fuck, no, and it's not going to be peace. anybody that's expecting any of these legacy bands, especially but the ones that have gotten still good. Yes, I'm not debating you with on that, but let's be honest, Megadeth hasn't had a flawless discography either. Bush, they put no, out a lot of dog shit too. You know, yeah. you get me started. No, they did. God, right. I can't wait till we do that second that, oh. that second episode. That yeah. first episode is going to be a love fest. That second one's going to be because <laughs> Mike's going to have to listen to Euthanasia again. Yeah, fuck that record. Anyway, my point that I'm trying to make <laughs> is, you know, any of these legacy bands, unless you're somebody who, like an Overkill, a Testament, a Death Angel, uh, bands like that. Um, 
you're not going to get like, it's like, okay, here, here's another thing. I think some people misconstrued me when I say I liked Ozzy's uh, patient number nine. Yeah, I like it. I love that. album. I, I like it. I liked it. There were some cool songs on it. It was it was a pleasant surprise because I hated Ordinary Man, and you know like that. Ordinary Man too. You're crazy. God, <laughs> I you're just insane. went back and listened to that. And I'm like, the fucking record sucks, I dude. I don't understand what people are hating on. <laughs> I fuck. I maybe that album. I'm just, kind of a, maybe I'm kind of an Aussie nut swinger because I love all the solo era stuff, dude. And I think Diary of a Madman is probably one of the most perfect albums. It is. It is a perfect album, but you're, you're okay. Even that other stuff, Ultimate Sin and No More Tears. And Ozzy uh, had a hell of a run. Okay. I'm not taking that away from him. I'm not as critical of certain albums. Like everybody, there's a lot of people, oh, after No More Tears. No, I'm I'm not one of those people. Okay. Let's just put that out. Um, But. Anybody expects Ozzy to do another diary. Okay. Here's a perfect example. It's not going to happen. Okay. You understand what I'm trying to say? Do that once. I mean, Led Zeppelin four, that happens once. Paranoid happens once, you know, diary happens once. So with Ozzy, he, he, he lucked out twice. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, and diary. Right. Okay. There you go. So, for me, it, it's not. I guess I just, I don't want to say I'm giving Metallica a pass because I'm not. I mean, we all know how critical I've been of them. But if I'm going to compare this album to their whole body of work, load better than load, load. better than lows, better <laughs> than load. Because here, okay, you got a seven minute, 39 second, 72 seasons, then seven minutes and three with You Must Burn. And then 1110, that's the only really, really wrong songs on this record. If I go to load, there's songs that I know fucking go forever, man. And they're boring and they fucking suck. Okay. Like they suck. Opera. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, I like that better than fucking load. At least it's heavy. At least it's Sabbathy. Is it a little long? Yeah. I'll grant you on that. They kind of drag it on when James keeps repeating the same chorus over and over. I'm not going to lie about that, but. But I, again, it's better than low. Now, do I like this better than the sick, the dying, and the dead? Uh, fuck to the no. No, I don't. Okay. Gee, and I do I really- think that some people do. They give. They do give Metallica a pass. They do. They I don't pass every time because they're Metallica. Yes. You know what? And, and it's kind of like the biggest metal band in the world. Yes. Look, I said it on I said it on the Decibel Geek when I guessed it, and we did the classic era, and I said at the end of it, the thing that amazed me. By the way, great episode. Thank you. Good job. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Um, Yeah, and I'm Chris and Aaron were great, and I'd love to be do be on their podcast again. But um, it was an honor. The one thing I always said about it is Metallica didn't do anything differently than a lot of their predecessors before them. The only difference is like when Kiss strayed, it ended up hurting them ultimately, almost killing the band. When Alice Cooper strayed, it hurt his career. When it, when a lot of bands do that, it does. But for some reason with Metallica, Alice Cooper strayed, he was always weird. No, dude, I'm sorry, but Zipper Catches Skin is a weird fucking record. That era, the blackout era, as he calls it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I bet he blacked out. I, he just I wants to that. black out. That's well and good, Bushy, but it was not commercially successful. Is 
they he lost listeners. He lost fans. Okay, that's People what we're talking quit about. Paying attention. Right. Yeah, Metallica did the same Metallica, thing. Both of those bands can put no, out whatever. They picked up a whole different, yeah, because they picked they they put out an album that the diehards, and I mean the diehards, because I was not a diehard, but the diehards fucking left. The guys that you know discover Metallica because of the one video, not the one video, but the one video. We were like, oh, this is different, but uh, some of it's not bad. Until you went back and listened to those first fucking four albums before, you know, mm-hmm. or first three albums before well, Justice yeah, we came We say out. all the time. We say it all the time. The Decibel Gooks say it all the time. Decibel Geek guys, uh, you know, Rock and Metal Combat Podcast guys. Timeline is everything, and it's so true, dude. Even with you and me, you know, yeah. like, you got to remember... I mean, you're an old man. Go ahead. Say it. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm an old guy, but you know what? I was born the year metal was born. So I fucking rule. Okay. So he's old enough to get the free senior coffee. Okay. I'm just saying at McDonald's. Am I really? (laughs) How old you gotta be? I think 50. Oh, all right. I might have to, I might have to start going to McDonald's more often. So anyway, um, now it might be 55, which means you got another couple years, right? Yeah. A couple years. Yeah. So anyway, fuck you. So, um, anyway, uh, that's that's three years, actually a little less than three. I'll be 53. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, moving on. Yes. 72 seasons. uh, Pop or flop. How about that? Pop or flop? 72 seasons. Pop or flop? Um, it's a fucking flop, man. Just admitted Metal Mike. <laughs> Four uh, songs. That's all I like off of those. See, you're kinder to those records than I am. I think those records suck fucking ass. I, I think it, I think Load lived up to its name. Uh, yeah. A load. A load of shit. And then they gave us a reload of it. Thanks, James. Thanks, mm-hmm. Lars. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd say pop or flop, man. I mean, like I said, there were things about it I liked, but I've only listened to the record one time. I'm going to listen to it a few more times. But do I like it better than Megadeth's latest? No, I don't. And there is sometimes no. where I got to wonder, like if that, like if that Megadeth, if those Megadeth albums had Metallica on the fucking, um, as the logo, I have to wonder. I know people are going to get offended when I say that, but it makes me wonder, like, what would their reaction be? You know, because it just seems to me that there are some people, oh, it's fucking great because it's Metallica. Well, I'm not that right. way with anybody, guys. I'm I'm sorry, you know. And and like look, you got your kiss tards that think everything's great. You do. Uh, I, but I the difference is about. Yeah, but you what but dude, like again, when Kiss fucking Again, you may love the elder, but that album was a fucking bomb. It was a flop. Yeah, it was, it was you know, flop. and that's my point where to me, Metallica's just done as weird as shit. But yet, those albums sell for some reason. Like it's like Metallica can put out whatever. I don't understand. Who? Maiden. Yeah, Maiden too, man. To yeah, Maiden. Maiden, Like they they like only play stadiums (laughs) for whatever reason, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. They're still a big deal, man. But um, and I and I mean, look, guys, we love Metallica. We love Iron Maiden. We're not yes, but we're just you know. Can we admit Sunjutsu is not a good record? I've listened to it in its entirety once because 
I don't like progressive music. I don't like prog at all. Uh, yeah, he's, for people. this guy's the anti-prog uh, guy. Yeah, I don't like that shit. I don't like Dream Theater. The only song I like by them is that Pull Me Under. It's like four minutes. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> you don't need to play for 45 minutes. There's a reason I don't like The Grateful Dead live. Now, albums, The Grateful Dead, not bad. <laughs> I get it. I understand the attraction. I you know, I get it. Never got it's to not dad. bad. It, it's not bad. It's it's but background music to me, though. To dude. listen it's, to these motherfuckers not... play for 45 minutes because you're spaced out, fucking tripping on acid. Ooh, I don't care. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix didn't play that long, and he was doing the same shit. Better, much better. <laughs> I no, I mean the acid, tripping yeah. out. But well, he, he didn't did, play. He did that better too. One song. No. Ugh. Fuck the dead live. Love him on the albums though. Everything I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> record wise, record wise, I'm like, oh, I dig it. Kind of a couple cool songs, but I've never got no, the I... dead. It's a drug thing. They could be yeah. listening to the monkeys and going, "Oh my god, how brilliant!" Whatever. Anyway, um, I'm def. I'll, I will definitely never say the Grateful Dead are fucking so brilliant. I don't. I don't want to play like I'm. I'm being in the middle, but I didn't hate the record. I didn't love it, but there was some stuff I did like about it, and yeah, I'm gonna have to listen okay. to it a few more times. To, to, but I, do I like it better? I don't even like it better than Hardwired. I thought no, Hardwired. Hardwired was so in hard. a way, the album. I'm not gonna lie and say it wasn't somewhat of a disappointment because I really liked Hardwired and I was kind of hoping that that this was gonna be more of that. I'm not gonna lie. This is not Hardwired. This is different. This is definitely different, man. And if you read the lyrics, I know they say that um, it's more of a theme album than a concept album but man if you listen to some read some of the lyrics man it's really dark lyrics on this shit and i think part of it's because of james and his divorce <laughs> like, uh, I'm like oh do wow. not make the same argument mark taylor made don't fucking do it oh you gotta read the lyrics oh my god i listen to a lot of shit that i don't care about the lyrics Okay, dude. Uh, okay, Bill. Fuck. And I don't want fucking James Hetfield pouring out his soul. Oh, right. <laughs> I want to hear fucking metal militia. Okay, well, don't we all metal? Yeah, don't we all? It, it's I mean, fucking Metallica. I wanted to hear Peace Cells, and I got really close with the sick, the dying, and the dead. That's all I'm gonna say. Mic drop. Uh, I'm not going to go that fucking far. I like Sick, the Dying, and the Dead. It's a yeah, good record. Yeah, it's a good solid record. There's some great albums. Yeah. It's, it's, fucking awesome. it, it's a good record, dude. I'm not knocking it, but Peace Sells? Really? Really? Okay. It's, I said it's the closest thing to Peace Sells we've had. Because think about it. Rust in Peace was nothing like Peace Sells. And that is like probably the greatest thrash metal album of all fucking time. You can make <laughs> that argument. I mean, I've got a book. You know, they they wrote a book about Rust in Peace. They wrote a book about it. Yeah. I mean, it's that they good. They wrote a book about Rain and Blood, too. So, yeah. yeah. I, Seasons again. in the Abyss is better. Uh, well, I'm just telling you, man. If you're talking <laughs> pure fucking thrash, Seasons is not pure thrash. Seasons is. Seasons to me sonically is hey let's take rain and blood and south of heaven and smash them together boom that's what you yeah. got and yeah. it's a great record I love seasons I'm not knocking that's it at all that's, but, a, that's another thrasher piece yeah but 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 rain and blood is just total fucking 
beat you in the fucking face, bludgeoning you yeah, to yeah. death, thrash. Okay, I'm sorry. It is heavy, heavy, heaviest thing I've ever heard for the time. For the time, because there's stuff out there today that's so much heavier with you know the different distortion yeah. and oh yeah, and yeah. digital effects and such. But for the time, heaviest thing I ever heard. Right. So anyway, uh, you know, let's move on though. You know, like you know, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. I I do I don't understand people because I've read comments where people are comparing it to Masters of Puppets. I'm like, to compare this record to any of the first three Metallic albums is just fucking sacrilege. It's like, give me a fucking break. Come yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Get the Agreed. fuck out of here. Come on now. Come on. All right, next story. Aerosmith have officially announced their final tour. Does he have health issues? Because I don't follow Aerosmith. I, I, I like their old stuff, but after Pump, they lost me. I think Pump was the last good Aerosmith album. Everybody seems to like that Get a Grip. Okay, maybe Pump's the last great Aerosmith album because that that's, that's a solid record. Get a Grip was very MTV. So I, I, I lost track with them. And after that, they were doing Don't Want to Miss a Thing all the time. <laughs> that's all they were doing anymore. But they're going on their final tour. Joe Perry is coming back to fill in on that classic Aerosmith lead guitar sound. There's no Aerosmith without Perry. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. But they're getting rid of the fucking drummer. And I don't know if he uh, if he did something or if he's sick or what. Um, okay. I could give a f- zero fucks. Especially if, if, if Kramer ain't going to be there. Or is it? Yeah, Joe, ain't that the drummer? Yeah, I believe it. Joey Kramer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an Aerosmith fan, especially the 70s stuff. The last good album to me, though, was done with Mares. I know some people say Pump or Get a Grip or whichever one. There, there, there are some good songs in their 80s catalog, but most of it is when they started using outside I'm so writers. Glad you said Done with Mirrors because I like Done with Mirrors a lot. Right. I do. Yeah. Um, most, but see, Done with Mirrors was the last true Aerosmith album, and what I mean by that is it was the original members, and they wrote their own songs. After that, they started using uh, outside writers for bullshit like "Dig Dig and Lazy." Fucking hate it, hated it then. I like that song. Fucking hate that song. Um, I hate most of '80s Aerosmith. Can't stand it. Um, I don't. I love it. Love it. Threw up in my mouth. Jesus Christ. Uh, most of their 80s shit is shit. Timeline, my first dance with a girl was to Angel. I'm sorry, man. You know, <laughs> It's 1987, bro. Yeah, Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. It's cool, man. All right, that's cool. Fine, whatever. Um, the first time getting an over-the-hand rub job. And, and I might be, I might be a, being a bit, I mean, look, there's some 80s songs I do like, Um you know, living on the edge reminds me of older school Aerosmith. There's some songs I listen to, and I'm like, okay, that reminds me of their older stuff, like their '70s stuff, I should say. Um, but I've never, yeah, unfortunately, I've never like seen Aerosmith live. Um, I would have been tempted to go to this tour just because I've never seen them live, even though I know they're going to play a lot of shit I don't like. Um, unfortunately, yeah, do ballads. 
Yeah, they're going to do all that 80s crap, and most of it I don't like. No, so. no they're going to do that 90s and 2000s shit after Armageddon came out. And yes, that was the 90s. Yeah, well, it sucked too. So, um, um yeah, so I don't. Um, I'll take Janie's Got a Gun. No, I like Janie's Got long. a Gun. What album is that know. off of? Pump. Pump. Yeah, that's the one a lot of people always point to. Pump. I, I think that's the last great. Aerosmith and I do like Janie's Got a Gun for a lot of reasons. One, it's a very dark song. Um, Got and Young she, Lust. I mean, dude, that's a good album. But um, but if if Joey's not going to be there, well, that bothers me. And I've seen the Black Crows already, so I don't know. I'll probably have to set this one out, which does bum me out because I've never seen Aerosmith live. I and from what I can see and hear, Steven Tyler still has it. I don't know what's going on with this Joey Kramer stuff. It's like all of a sudden he's not in favor anymore. It's like they're they're pushing him out. I don't know. Unless he can't do it anymore, like physically do it. I don't know what the problem is. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I, and I didn't read the story. I just saw it. You know, Aerosmith announces final tour with Black Crow's opening and no Joey Kramer. And I'm like, uh, what? But dude, if, if they come around... Like, I'll travel to Atlanta. Yeah. That's five and a half hours away. Well, I'll tell you what. The Black Crows are worth it. They're, they're worth going to see. You should go see them. They're great. <laughs> Aerosmith? Black Crows. Well, I mean, come on, dude. That doesn't bother you that Joey's not going to be there? How many bands have I had to see without their original I mean, members? that's one thing, though, that Aerosmith's always been able to brag on, dude. Uh, other than that one time they broke up and there's that one yeah. record, they yeah. have basically had all the original members. And now yes. they're doing that bullshit. And I, I don't know. I mean, it would that would bother me a little bit. I, I don't know. I'll talk to Bill. We'll see. He might want to go because neither one of us has seen Aerosmith. But I'm just <laughs> worried that I'm going to hear a bunch of fucking, you know, I hate that shit. I don't want to pay fucking car, old car. If they're going to play their 70s catalog, I'm down. But that's not going to happen. Let's just be honest. See, I'm good, with, I'm good with the whole catalog for that 90s stuff. I don't need to hear anything post Get a Grip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God. And even Get a Grip. I don't need to hear much of. I don't need. To hear, I don't need to hear crying or the other one that sounded exactly the same. Amazing. I don't. I don't need to hear that shit. I don't. You know. I don't give a fuck. But to see him live, I've never seen him. I went and saw Merciful Fate, and you have the one person that's already dead in that band. And then when Becky that's Baldwin true. came in, because the other guy had to go off and do his other thing. You know, but guess what? I got to see King Diamond and I got to hear Merciful Fate songs. So, and you still have some of the original members in that band. So, yeah, I get it, dude. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I don't know. Part of my problem is I'd have to see, like, who is it? It's either Foreigner. Foreigner's got no original members in the band. And I could care less about seeing Foreigner. I would not go see them. But that's what I'm saying. But one, I like Foreigner, but that's in this, I mean, they're okay. They had some cool. T- I'm a casual foreigner fan. Okay, number I am, one. I am too. I'm just using them as an example. Yeah, everybody uses some examples because that's the one. That's the go-to because yeah, Leonard Skinner. Like, you know, you know they're going okay. to tour again. And, and you know what? I won't go see him. Right. It's not Leonard Skinner. Okay. Sorry, I just you know. And here's the other thing. Yeah, there's other bands that have lineup changes. I get that. So I don't want to sound like it's just. Here's my biggest. Okay. Tell you what, Bush, I'll be fair. I love the Black Crows. They were amazing live. 
I'm going to find out what Aerosmith's playlist is. And if it's songs that I want to hear played live, I might just go. But I have a bad feeling it's going to be a lot of schlock. It's going to be a bunch of Desmond Child fucking bullshit. And I hate that motherfucker. Okay? <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Chris, Aaron. I know you interviewed him and everybody loves De- but Desmond Child sucks huge demon cock. He has ruined Desmond. so many bands. You know, he ruined Rat. He ruined Kiss. You know, oh, stick God. to writing with Bon Jovi, you bitch. Leave fucking cool <laughs> bands alone. Oh, anyway. Oh, man. Next story. Fucking uh, Molly Crew of McMars. Oh, Boy. God. I'm already tired of hearing about this shit. There's so much drama going on there. And it's like you got to pick sides. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to believe. <laughs> and then apparently they played the draft party. I didn't see it because... I don't ever watch the draft anyway. Yes, I'm a huge football fan, but I'm strictly a pro fan. I know none of these college uh, college players when they when they get fucking brought in, I've got to look them up and watch their highlight reel. Okay, I, I don't care about the fucking draft. How did that go? Did you see that? I watched the draft, but I didn't watch that. I'm glad I missed it because I'm sure it sucked. I, dude, I just don't care Those anymore. Tapes awesome. <laughs> I, I just don't give a fuck. Like, I, 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 I'm I to the point, you know, I mean, come on, dude. I'm a first two Motley Crue albums guy anyway. And then after that, there's like a cool song here or there and lots and lots of filler as far as I'm concerned. So that, why would so I give a fuck? Why would I give a fuck? Now, do I think they're being dicks to Mick? Do I think Nikki's being a dick? Yeah, but what else is new? Nikki yeah. Six is a fucking prick, man. He's a fucking Always scumbag. Nice. So, again, I don't know. To me, it's like, I, I don't want to sound harsh, but I don't care. Just like fucking um, Ricky Gervais said at the fucking, I don't care. I, don't, yeah. I just don't care, man. I really don't. So I don't really have a lot to add on to it because, because here's the thing. I'm, I'm kind of with our friend, Dr. Fuck on this one. It's like, everybody wants to, oh, team Mick. Well, look, I remember team Mick going, well, I'll fucking buy everybody a ticket if Motley Crue gets back together. Fucking shut up, Mick. Just all y'all, just stop. <laughs> just stop, man. I mean, Motley Crue kissed integrity goodbye when they did Theater of Pain. Bam. My, drop. Mike dropped. Okay, I'm done. That's it. Uh, I really like um, I know you My do. take on it is um, this is where I'm going to be that guy that says, first of all, it's not Motley Crue without Mick Mars because he wrote all those riffs. It's that guitar tone. I don't give a fuck how good a guitar player John Five is. Uh, it, it's not Motley Crue. Motley Crue is also one of those bands that have only enjoyed success with those four guys, even though the Karabi album was fucking amazing. It wasn't a Motley Crue album. You know what I mean? And I think that's I, why I agree I with that. You know, it's, it's an amazing record. Uh, I, I think that the, what is it, New Tattoo is a good record. You know, there's there's several. I like more off of that album than I like off of this new Metallica album. You know, uh, but Randy Castillo on drums, that's not Molly Crew. And then the one time they had the female, and you know, it doesn't work without those four guys. And I'm not necessarily Team Mick, but I'm kind of Team, what are you actually going after? I saw a comment that said he's not trying to get 25% of the tour revenue because he's getting fucked. He just he, wants his royalty. He's trying, he wants what a I'm 25% stake. 
and he does, yeah. and he deserves that. He's earned that. He's earned yeah. that. Oh, don't get me wrong. I think Mick has every right to sue the fucking supreme piss out of them, and I hope he yeah. wins. So, in that uh, respect, yeah. yes, I'm on Team Mick. But as far as like, I don't, I don't care. You okay. don't care because you're not a crew fan, eh? A post shout. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I'm a guy that likes most of their records, and I like I most mean, of the tracks well, on most of those records. Well, look, Bushy, don't get me wrong. I'm always gonna root for them because I have a lot of fond memories of those first two records, and even the songs off Theater of Pain that I like, I like, you know. But right. I've always wanted them. I would love for Crew to come back and just, do, but it's not again. It's not gonna happen. It's just not going to happen. Their their best days no. have been behind them a long time ago, yeah. and and it's They're like old. Vince doesn't have it anymore. Yeah, and and it's and and Mick is sick, and it's just it's to me it's, I, I again though, Molly Crew's one of those big fucking mysteries to me. It's like the Bermuda Triangle, or even how Metallica can put out whatever bullshit and still sell millions of albums. Motley Crue kind of have the same thing, man. It's like no matter what they do, people just adore them. And they are by far, even though I had somebody say, well, what about Guns N' Roses? They're from the West Coast Sunset Strip scene. But and that was my good friend Charles. I said, but here's the difference, Charles. This is something that I'm going to give Motley Crue that I can't give Guns N' Roses, believe it or not. Motley Crue never quit. Motley Crue didn't take how many goddamn years between albums to record now i don't care if you like chinese democracy or not that's not the point the point is how long did it take him to release that fucking record man you know what motley crew was doing that whole time putting out records it might not always yes. been the original band but they were putting out stuff they were still yeah. touring they were still doing it you got to give that to them you can't take that away from them man sure. so see there you go i said something nice about the about motley crew so you know and that's the, you know, like, I, I, I don't understand why hey, Guns N' Roses. You said these things about Poison, too, and let's be honest, Poison tried it with a couple of different guitars, didn't work. Same mm -hmm. four guys, still doing it. So, yeah, we can at least admit that. I, uh, I, I'm kind of with you. I'm, I'm kind of Team Mick because that motherfucker helped build that band and that sound. Well, no sure. matter what it was, that guitar tone, you know that's fucking Mick Mars. Yes. You know what I yes. mean? And he's uh, always one, my favorite member of the band. He, I yes. liked Mick best. And one of the great underrated blues guitar players of our time, I might add. Well, that's because but, uh, he was in a metal band, a glam metal band. He wasn't in a fucking blues band. So there you go. People aren't going to give him oh, that credit that they should. Thank you. <laughs> Brought me a beer. That's oh. right. <laughs> so, yeah. Kind of Team Mick. Kind of don't give a fuck. I, I, I didn't watch that draft bullshit because I'm like, uh Am I curious to see how John Five does? Of course, because he's fucking brilliant. <laughs> we'll see. Nikki Six says they're writing new music, so maybe even a new Motley Crue album, which is a dick slap across Mick's face. I'm not a fan of that. But I'm not going to lie. I'll listen to it. Oh, I know you will. Yeah, I'll listen to it. Metal Mike, what's your story? You got a story for us. Yeah, um, well, you know, as anybody knows, they know I'm a big, huge uh, thrash metal fan enthusiast. And one of my all-time favorite old-school thrash metal bands, and Ralph just did a recent interview with him. Um, he's also been on uh, Zetro, you know, the singer for Steve's uh, Zuzza, uh, Zuzza from Exodus. has been on his podcast. Um, oh, yeah. Forbidden is Reborn. They're not calling it a reunion because the original singer 
Russ Anderson is not part of it, but they have his blessing. The reason why, I could, and and it, and Craig said he didn't really see this coming because he's like, I, once Russ said I'm done, to me there's no forbidden without Russ Anderson, and right. he was like that was it. But what ended up happening is because they were doing this um this thing uh, this event where they were it was all these different thrash metal bands, some of them newer, some of them older, but they were doing each other's songs. I forget what the event was actually called. It was called um, Thrasher. Oh fuck! I'm not seeing it here, but it was an event, and he, uh, and and like I said, you had all these different bands, and they, this guy named Norman Skinner, who's kind of known in the Bay Area, he's apparently got a great set of pipes. He's um, uh, very much um, been a part of that scene, but he never got into a band that made it to the big time. Um, if you will And um, he went up and joined him He did one song with uh, Warbrainer That was a, 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 a forbidden song And then he did a, another one with them And eventually what happened um, Is uh, You know uh, Yeah let's see here Yeah yeah. Right here, here it says right here Fast forward you know, when Russ said he, when Russ informed the band that he couldn't tour anymore because of the physical toll it was taking on him, with that the band dissolved once again for 11 years. Fast forward to 2023, the once improbable and impossible happened. Forbidden is reforming with new blood. Los Cicero Camacho, which he's an original member, and Smith remained from the Omega Wave lineup. Or not original, but yeah, from the Omega Wave lineup. New vocalist Norman Skinner will take the elite position that belonged to Russ Anderson. Norman shocked everyone who witnessed his performance of Childs at Blood with L.A. Thrasher's Warbringer, which, by the way, that band fucking rules. I saw them with fucking Cavalera, and they're great. Uh, accompanying him in the as, as the band It was undeniable in all to attendance Norman grew up in the Bay Area His first thrash metal show was seen forbidden at the Omni Norman would point to Russ would point to Norman and show At each show and And call him little Russ On the mic it could only be Norman Skinner that stands aside the band um, The Bay Area thrash punk drum legend Chris Contos takes over the drum throne and a long line of world-renowned drummers, Contos is the most logical and qualified man for the job. Bostoff, who's now, well, well was with Slayer, probably going to be in Kerry Keane's new band. Jacobs, right. Hogland, and G we all know Gene Hogland's a fucking amazing drummer. Hernandez, Horn, world-class talents, now Contos. So, yeah, basically, it's a rebirth. They, they got offered yes. to do a couple of tours. It's not a reunion. They have Russ's blessing because Russ is a recovering alcoholic. Right, and, and he can't, you know, he's got some health problems, and he just couldn't do it. Like I said, he he told him in uh, 2011, I think it was, um, or yeah, that he was done. He it was just too much physical, you know. So then, and then, and and you know, to to give him credit, Craig's been he's had this whole other band called Dress the Dead that have a female singer, very Sabbath like, very doom metally, nothing like Forbidden, but still fucking awesome. So nice. yeah, he was not seeing this coming, but apparently they're getting back together. They're going to do a tour. I guess they're even going to do a new album. So as a longtime Forbidden fan, I am very excited. Um, if you're not familiar with them, the best way I could describe them is Ju if Judas Priest were a thrash metal band, they would be Forbidden. You know, uh, have you ever heard any of their stuff, Bush? I've 
not heard anything. I've never well, I'm going to send you this. their stuff. I'm going to send exactly. you their whole discography so you can check it out, man. These Do guys, that. especially the first two records, are fucking phenomenal, man. Forbidden nice. Evil and Twisted in the Form are just amazing albums. I think you'll That's dig. awesome. That's awesome. Good shit going on in the metal world right now. Um, apparently, Ozzy's going to be playing a show after announcing his retirement. He's still going to be doing a show. Well, he just said he wasn't going to tour cool. anymore. See, I've yeah. read between the lines there. I'm like, yeah, he's not going to. And yeah, he's still going to do records, I think. Yeah, I, he'll do records, and he might do shows every here now and again. So, uh, oh, excuse me, that's that's uh, that's definitely awesome. So we got Forbidden on the road. We got Aerosmith with uh, the Black Crows on the road. We got Motley Crue maybe making new music, and we have Metallica doing a cool. Now, here's the thing: they're doing a cool tour where I'm every show is two nights. And both nights are different set lists. That's pretty badass. They're not coming close enough to me. Yeah, me and uh, Bill I think decided to go. They're coming is Nashville and me and Bill are going in November of this year, and we're going. I I just feel like you know because I've not seen Metallica since the Justice for All tour, Bush. Oh wow! See, I've never. Ooh, excuse me, I've never seen them. Um, and I just felt like. Uh, also, you got the Pantera tribute. They're one of the opening bands, and 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 also Eddie Van Halen's son, Wolfgang Van Halen. Yeah, Mammoth yeah. is going to be there too, and that's the first that's show. Cool. And then the second show is Five Finger Death Punch, and then a band called Nine 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 or Nine Ice Nine. Yeah, yeah, Ice, Ice Nine. Nine Kills or Nine. Yeah. yeah, something like that. I don't. I'm not familiar with them. Um, but, I, uh, I know the name of the band. I've never listened to their music. It's probably something we should check out instead of being old curmudgeons. <laughs> hey, I listen to new music. I turn you on to stuff all the time. You've oh, yes, been playing you it on your show. And I got to say, Five Fingers, one of those bands that I hated. And I'm like, wait a second. First of all, I love the lead singer's fucking dedication to the goddamn veterans. Fucking well, that whole that. band, they they literally have been over there and entertained the troops, man. Yes. You ever listen to him do the oh, no one gets left behind? The soldiers go, when he goes, no one gets left behind, they go, hoorah. It's pretty yeah. badass, man. The only band I know that's toured the troops more than anybody else is Drowning Pool. They're, they're over there all the fucking time touring the troops. And I think it's great that they do yeah. that. Hell yeah. And I've seen, I've seen Drowning Pool with every singer except the new one <laughs> because of course the guy died, you know, a heroin overdose on a bus, but I saw him when I saw stained and crazy town and shit, you know, on their first tour stained was headlining with their second record. You know, I saw him with their second singer, you know, if you want to step up, you're going to get knocked down. I've seen him with every fucking singer and the long haired guy that did the song soldiers who, yeah, this is for the soldiers who, yeah. Cause the Marines say, Ooh, and the army says who, and uh, I, I got to tell you, man, when they did that song, they brought a bunch of 10th mountain division soldiers up on stage. The whole crowd was loaded with soldiers and veterans. It's fucking amazing. I, I, I love these guys that do that. Five Finger, I have found out, is much heavier than their covers. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll give them that. Like much better band than I thought they were. Well, here's my thing about Five Finger. Um, I, I had a buddy of mine. He's like, hey, you got to check these guys out. So I bought the first two records. Um, right. And I liked them. But I got to admit, the first time I heard them, I was like, hmm. I hear Pantera, but kind of watered down a little bit. 
And um, and I still stand by that assessment of those first two records. But my nephew Kane, he's really likes them a lot, and right. he kept getting their records. And um, so I had not been, I kind of tuned out on them. You know, I was like, ah, you know, they're all right. And he kept telling me, he's like, dude, you really need to listen to more of their stuff. They're not really Pantera clones anymore. And uh, when I went to see them live, because I went to see Megadeth, as I told you that story before, and um, I was pretty impressed with them. It, uh, not only did they sound good, but they almost, again, you're probably going to hate me on it. For, I almost got a power metal-y vibe. And what I mean by that is a lot of your power metal has rah-rah shit to it especially a band like sabaton where they're all singing along and they're all you know it's it's all like um love it rah rah, rah you know rah rah metal is what i call it and i don't and i have nothing against that um but they were pretty cool they were pretty cool and then when i told you when he like brought power out metal so much because it's got so much keyboards laid under it man and i'm an 80s guy yeah i like that keyboard thing and power metal it's so fast it's wicked heavy, but the guys are seeing, you know, singing so melodically. Mm -hmm. I don't care. And thank God for Dragon Force, you know, through the fire and the flames, because that's what got me into power metal. There you go. Yeah. Well, you know, Kane, he loves that stuff, man. Oh, hell so, yeah. His whole show is power metal for the most well, part. <laughs> well, it was. Yeah. He's, he's going to be changing gears here in the future, though, when he comes back on. Uh, but he's still going to play power metal. It just won't be all power metal. But um, anyway, man. Uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, so I'm, my opinion on five finger death punch is pain, uh, has changed somewhat. I'm, I'm now, are they like my top tier bands? No, of but you know, but, but, uh, but here's the thing. Also, I want to throw out there. There's something else I want to throw out there though. There, there, the whole place was full and it wasn't just Megadeth fans. There was people there to see five finger. There was people, believe it or not, that were even there to see the who H U guys, the Mongolian yeah, metal band. H U Mongolian yeah. metal. They're great. Yeah. Yeah, they're it's fucking cool, weird. dude. They are cool. It's weird as fuck, but I dig it, man. In yeah, fact, I think well, these motherfuckers have totally created their own subgenre because yeah, some throat just, singing going on in there. But they, and it, it is. It's Mongolian moments. music. It's Mongolian yeah. metal. It really is Mongolian metal. So, um, but I don't know if you know this, but they just redid one of their songs with Willem Deval, the the singer of Alice in Chains. Nice. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, but anyway, um, and then of course, five finger, man, I mean, uh, to see that many young people with the devil horns and they were into it, man. And they enjoyed Megadeth too. I mean, isn't that a good thing? Isn't that yeah. a good thing? I mean, if a metal bands, even if it's a band you're not really into, I still think, well, because those kids that are listening to that band, eventually they're going to, they will listen to other bands. It's inevitable. I think right. five finger is one of those bands. It's a good gateway band for young people. You know, like Kiss wasn't exactly, exactly. And guess what? There was a lot of people that turned. I mean, dude, I got fucking picked on for liking Kiss when I was a little kid, and and while they were bullying me, I'm like going, but but you know, kind of a s similar story to Ralph. Only with Ralph, I think they pulled his shirt over his head and they were slapping his stomach really hard. You know, with me, they they gave me a wedgie, man. Wow. You were these junior high kids, and I was a little kid. When and I became were, a Kiss fan, it was the '80s, and metal was king. And then, um, and then, and they're all smacking me, and wet. They got they're picking me up, and they're smacking me, and telling me I'm a little bitch and a fag, and you know, and and I'm literally crying, going, but but I like Sabbath and Zeppelin too. Like I didn't understand why they. And then what happened was my musical mentor, who lived across the street from me, Kevin Barnes, uh. 
when he found out what they did to me, he was in high school and these were junior high students. Where were oh, they? Shit. So he gets me in his car and he fucking, and I fucking point him out to him. And he goes, he gets out of his car and Kevin was a real tall guy like you real tall. And he scared the, fuck. Oh, I like kiss. Am I a bitch? He started yeah. smacking around. How's it feel? Huh? You like being yeah. smacked around and picked on for your musical taste. Right. You know? And I was like, yeah, he fucking roughed him up. And even, and, and to him, he was bullying them kids, but it's the same thing. It's like, he is, he is to them what they were to me because I was just a little grade schooler and they were junior high. They were middle school, man. They were a lot bigger and stronger than me. And Kevin's yeah. like, how's it feel to get picked on? How's it feel to get yeah. pushed around over a fucking band that you like? You yeah. Know? And he goes, Oh, by the way, I like Zeppelin. And you know, I, you know, you know, he told him, he goes, I like all this, man, but I like kiss too. You bitches. Yeah. So there you go. It's crazy because I didn't grow up in that era. I, I got in a kiss in what, 83? Yeah. Now I got 70s kiss in 83. But when I was back in the States, you know, Crazy Nights was the album that dropped that year. Sure. You know? Sure. That, that's my shit too, you know. But so I didn't have to deal with the bullying and such. Right. People, right. People would, people would look at me like, kiss. I, I do remember in third grade, though. When my dad brought those albums and they were so good that our uh, gym teacher would let a different student every day bring in an album and he put it on a turntable and while we were doing our gym stuff, he would play the record. And I had made the mention, oh, I'm going to bring in my Kiss record. I remember, dude, to this day, I remember this little chubby little girl, <laughs> excuse me, looking at me and saying, if you bring that KISS record in, I'm not going to be able to play in gym because KISS stands for Knights of Satan's Service, and I cannot listen to that. Dude, Dude they were... true fucking story. It's, oh. And I was like, and this is the 80s. I know, but, uh, dude, that that was in the 70s and the 80s. You know? Oh, it was. Yeah. And I just kind of looked at it like, what the fuck? But that's like my dad would say, and he, and he loved ACDC. He went and saw ACDC uh, on my Facebook wall somewhere. I mean, you may have to search back. My dad shared with me the uh, concert picture or poster, a picture of the poster that uh, he and my mom went to. It was the Who, Led Zeppelin, oh ACDC, uh, and I forget what the other two bands were, man, but you talk about a stellar fucking show that he went to and witnessed in Nuremberg, Germany. Dude, that is so fucking badass. That is badass. Especially when I think of my dad through my high school years saying you only listen to that shit to piss me off, forgetting the fact that he gave me my first two KISS records. You know, before that, I was listening to Conway <laughs> 20s. That, that and, is kind of funny about that. Jesus shit, you know? <laughs> that is hilarious because, like, I mean, straight up, dude. Um yeah, that that's that's kind of nuts. It's that fun is. stuff. Fun stuff. That, because he, you're like, Dad, you you you're the guy that birthed this man. You introduced it to me. My Black Sabbath ACD or not Black Sabbath ACDC. My ACDC back in black. Yeah. Was because he had a cassette. I remember having that cassette, and you know, I took it from my dad. I'm like, ACDC back in black. I'm I'm sorry. There's a baby here. That's all good, dude. And I remember putting it in the cassette player and I was like, what the hell is this? I didn't say what the hell is this? Cause I didn't even think of speaking the way I speak today, but holy shit. Kind of like you with thrash metal. When you first heard thrash metal, what, mm -hmm. what are, what are ears hearing? Because yeah. I had kiss and kiss alive. 
And I hadn't really heard anything else other than that. Sure. And how old were you? Uh, in 83, I was eight. There you so go. by 86, I'm 11. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I hear ACDC and I'm like, holy fuck. And it was back in black. Of course, it was the Brian Johnson, the start of the Brian Johnson era. I knew nothing of Bond Scott or any of that shit. I didn't know that shit. Right. So I was just like, holy hell. And it's funny because vocally, Brian Johnson has such an odd voice. His phrasing, his tonality. I was like, is, is this a black guy? Because we said black back then, people. We didn't say African-American. So I was just like, is this a black guy? This is really heavy because I was used to Michael Jackson and Prince and things of that nature. You know, dude, my whole mind was blown when I heard NWA. I was like, what the fuck is this? You know? <laughs> but yeah, I was blown away by that stuff. Lots of great tours happening this summer, man. If you can get out there and uh, find your favorite band. Find a band you've never seen, gather CMC Forbidden, see fucking Aerosmith. Uh, who else we got going on tour this year? We got Metallica doing a crazy fucking tour. Go check all that shit out. See Molly I'm Crew going to see want. Death Angel next Sunday. Awesome. Loving the Death Angel, by the way. I play them a lot on my show now. Yeah, Death Angel's <laughs> great, man. They are. Oh, my ass shit. So we're here tonight because we haven't been here in, oh, fuck, two or three weeks. Um... Now, for those of you that are going to watch this on YouTube, because this will be up well before I get the episode edited, you're not going to hear the interview. But we're here to talk about our amazing interview with this guy right here. The fucking maestro from Twisted Sister, Eddie Fingers Ojeda. How cool was that experience, Metal Mike? Oh, it was amazing. It was, it, I mean, it's... It, there's a picture that my friend Jason Reith, you know, uh, took of uh, of us while we were interviewing. And I'm just, well, both of us are just grinning ear to ear. Somebody would have told me, if somebody would have told 12, 13-year-old Mike, hey, man, one of these days you're going to interview this guy and you're going to meet him, I'd have been like, you're high. It's never going to happen, you know. And, uh, yeah, he couldn't have been a nicer guy. Or uh, real. Really, yeah, just a really cool um down to earth guy, uh, loved hearing his stories, loved, you know, um, yeah, it was just, it was a great interview, man. I can't really say anything more about it than that. It's just really cool. And, and I got him to sign a few albums for me. Not all of them were mine, much to the chagrin of my podcast. This, this here. motherfucker, dude, what was, what was the biggest thing at rock and pod last year? Everybody kept coming up to me. I've got to get a picture of this jacket because my battle vest my back patch is a Twisted Sister logo. And it's the logo from what? Not under the blade. You can't stop rock and roll. So yeah. it's got the pink all around it and shit. Dude, that's my fucking back patch. Twisted Sister is probably my number two band behind Kiss. I love this fucking band. I was so stoked. And I was like, I'm going to get Eddie to sign my back patch. You should have. And I brought like four records <laughs> but then metal mike breaks out four records i'm like fuck just sign this live record now the one cool thing when i brought out that twisted sister live at the hammersmith is eddie's looking at the record he's like holy fuck i forgot this was a double album <laughs> i thought that was great because 
the other thing is that was only released on CD. I went through Discogs. It's 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 some kind of a weird repressing, and <laughs> it, it was never released on vinyl. You know what I mean? It was it was fucking awesome. So I'll bust your balls because I what I really wanted him to sign my uh I really wanted him to sign my back patch like bad. But you had those four albums, and I had un- Under the Blade and Can't Stop Rock and Roll and Stay Hungry and Come On to Play on my jacket. I'm like, um, just sign the live record. <laughs> so maybe I bitched out a little bit. Yeah, I would say you totally bitched out, but that's me. You did have a lot. You did bring a lot of records, though, and I guess so did I. I, I but, uh, you know, in my defense, two of them were not for me. Only one was. And, you know, right. I had to get some uh, signed for my twin brother. I mean, had to. Oh, yeah. Well, well, we love Metal Mark. And I had to hook my friend Kelly's husband up because Kelly's the one that got me my gig at, at Bria Valton as the infection preventionist. So oh, it was a great time. And I, I really hope you guys enjoy this uh, interview. Um, like with the BB Buell interview, you have to understand there's a lot going on. So sound quality is not going to be the best. I, I, I really loved Ralph and Ian's. Well, it's all Ian, because <laughs> Ian's so fucking funny, and Doctor Fuck will admit, Wadzilla is the funnier guy. But when he was posting description, shitty sounding interviews. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the nature of the beast, guys. We're in a big room with a bunch of people. Believe it or not, these interviews sound way better than the last. Than last year's, right? yeah. Last year's yeah. was fucking awful. Yeah. So, yeah. They were. Oh, we 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 man, we had a lot of fun. Eddie was open. You know, he'd answer anything. You know, he he went into his stories. It was a lot of fun. I I still say the BB Buell was the best interview we did, just because, just because of me. Like I did not want to do that interview. <laughs> I wanted nothing to do with it because of that day, and that's why I probably say it's the best interview we had. But this is a great fucking interview. Yeah, a lot of fucking Eddie, for sure. And and Eddie made Bushy look like a dick because I'm sitting here praising something, and he's like, "Yeah, wasn't part of it." So so wait till you hear that Bushy looking like a dumbass talking to the great Eddie Ojeda. Is that really that unusual? Uh, yes, <laughs> motherfucker, it's unusual. <laughs> you left yourself wide open, dude. I did. I did. All right, here it is. This is our interview at the 2023 Nashville Rocket Pod Expo with the great Eddie Fingers Ojeda, twisted fucking sister. Now, all you people that uh, are watching this, you're not going to hear the fucking interview. You're going to have to go listen to the episode. So go and do that. Yeah, oh yeah, we got you for sure. We are at Rock and Pod 2023, and I am stoked. I'm trying not to giddy out like a girl. I'm trying not to go all Chris Farley. I'm telling you. <laughs> you remember? You remember when that was awesome? Yeah, yeah. We got <laughs> yeah. the we got the great Eddie Ojeda from Twisted Sister here. I am stoked. I've gotten so many compliments on my back patch. 
between last year's Rock and Pod and this one. You guys are my second all-time favorite band. I'm so happy to have you here, dude. Well, thank you. Old school fan myself. I love you guys. Heck yeah. What's it like being out here? That's what I got to know first of all. This is the first time I did one last year. I've been wanting to do them in the new and then they came out to the film. So then uh, finally I got together with Chris and we uh, I live here now, so uh-huh. yeah, so it's not easy. Right. Uh, How long do you live here? Full time for years. Cool. A lot of musicians are living here, man. It's everybody's migrating to Nashville. There's so many rock players here from New York and Los Angeles. Yeah. Yep. Uh, t- uh, David Stenny from Megadeth was out here too. Oh, you did? I mean, uh, and Jack Gibson, the bass player from Exodus, he lives out yep. There's a lot of you guys. Two of the guys from Skid Row. It's just become you know, a music city. If you play guitar, this is like guitars everywhere. Right. It's guitar world, you know what I mean? Right. You move the play and you see a less Absolutely. Now living out here, are you uh, are you getting out? Are you playing at all? Or I've been just doing studio stuff. Studio. There's a video on it. It's a video. These, these did the vocals. Oh, wow. It came out great. Rudy Sons on the bass. Nice. My partner on the drums. Sweet. And my son on the keyboard. Oh, That's wow. Amazing. That's great to hear that you're, uh... Oh, oh, your son-in-law? Yeah, yeah shout out to shout out to Francesco, absolutely. I tell you what, it's uh, it's great to hear you're still playing, still out there getting it done, even if it is only studio, because uh, only studio sounds real fucking rude, doesn't it? That was real rude. That means we're gonna be able to hear some some music sometime, right? Is that what we're is that what we're hearing here? Uh, you know, I never see that. Right. But uh, you never know. Sure. Yeah, so many people say, uh, yeah, yeah, I say it, we're done, and then we're sitting across the table, and decide to do it. How was the, uh, congratulations, by the way, Heavy Metal Hall of Fame. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's awesome, yeah. How was that, getting back together with the guys and, and playing a few tracks? Unfortunately, I was supposed to go, and uh, I ended up getting COVID. Oh, no. How did I not know that? The day before, the day I had to leave, I took a lot of test. I started feeling chilly like the yeah. first, uh, first day. So I was missing on Tuesday. And then Tuesday, I said, I'm worse. I took a lot of COVID tests. I came up in a minute. Yeah. So I was down for two weeks. Oh, man. That's horrible. I, I wasn't aware of that, so I certainly apologize. But still, the honor's got to be great. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, my, luckily, my guitar tech, who's seen me play over the years, you know, he's done stuff with me, he knows the songs, and they played the simple, the simplest ones, and make it easy. You know, right on. Just the hip songs, and uh, all the rock, and all the little great things of rock and roll. So it was fairly, you know, easy for him to cover. Right. Yeah, he's familiar with my 
That's great. Now, there was something you had said in uh, in the documentary about how you couldn't believe back in those days you could make any kind of a living playing rock and roll music. What was the stuff you were playing before you got involved with this? Um, I, was, I was playing different club bands. Right. I tell you, it's a, it's a travesty that it took the record company so damn long to figure out what they were passing on. You know, first of all, I don't understand what their problem was with the sound. It was an amazing sounding band. It was young. It was hungry. It was raw. It was in your face. Was this all just because of the look you guys had? Right. So we had to play in the suburbs because Manhattan, there's no live So, there's a little bit of that. We don't, 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 don't know exactly why it took so long. But, uh, hey, look, I mean, people passed, well, Clark Davis passed on Boston. Right. You know, <laughs> was, one of the guys that went for us, he passed on Boston, he said he doesn't hear a hit. Dude, it's amazing when you hear, and not just rock and metal, I mean, you would be surprised how many like, okay, this guy ain't rock and metal at all, but there is a correlation to Twisted Sister, because he went right up there with his boy Dean during the whole PMRC thing, John Denver, there was a bunch of record companies that passed on him when he first started out, and look how fucking huge he got later, you know, that guy was everywhere in the 70s. Right. So, I don't, I, I think a lot of these record company people are fucking morons, I'm just going to say, I think they're idiots. Like Boston. How the, the fuck do you pass on Boston, dude? I hear like seven singles. Yeah. Right. And that album was huge when they find when somebody was smart enough to put it out. It blew the fuck up, man. Like, yeah, I'm just like, huh? Yeah. Okay. I mean, their first album was Abbey Road. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. He was working their way up to Abbey Road. <laughs> you got a point, yeah. Abbey Road. Right. That's, yeah, that's one of those. And the fact that he recorded it in his fucking basement, yeah. mind blowing. And I don't know if you know this, but he kept it a secret from the record company. They thought he was out in LA recording. No, he recorded that entire fucker in his house. That's awesome. Yeah. Plus, it's like the only classic rock album of all time that you hear every single song on the radio still. Yeah. Every single one off that album. Yeah. It's just great. Now, um, you guys are, you're, and I hate to say slugging it out in the clubs because you were destroying the club scene back in the 70s. You were just destroying it. And you were destroying it all the way up, but into upstate New York, weren't you? You guys were crushing it. The whole drive through here is very cool Right. Right. And you know, there's a long time listener to my station, but I'm the co owner of thatmumstation.com, and he's a DJ for the station as well as I am. And we got this listener from New York named Jimmy Neff, and he was a fan of your guys way before you ever made He He would watch you in those club days, and he just talks about how you guys were the best. And, you know, and he was like, it was so awesome to find these you guys making it like they were my band, and then they got huge. Jimmy, man, he just loves you guys. So, you know, yeah, uh, really yeah. cool stuff. That documentary they did on you guys, I thought was amazing. Yeah, that was a uh, war, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. This was just sudden. Yeah, rest in peace, man. Right, that was before you make it that ends with you getting the record deal. I know, I, 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 want, I want one. Right. No, it ain't. He said the same thing like they were like Pantera overnight. He's like, oh, for fucking like, We'd been slugging it out forever before. Yeah, it's overnight to you because you just discovered it. Right. And I've, I've got to be one. I got to be one to admit it. I, I'm younger, so I got into the band around Stay Hungry. That was probably my first experience with it. And then I went backwards and realized the greatness that is you can't stop rock and roll. This was my introduction right here. That's just, this is one of the greatest rock or metal albums of all time right here. It is, it's a masterpiece. This is my favorite album. What was that, what was that writing process like? We recorded that in England. England, yeah. At Dungeons, well, Jimmy Page was the studio. Elton John and West Dungeon were in the studio. He was a studio and Michael was a place you stayed there and lived there, you know. Right. And uh, so we were living there and uh, that's where we, this is a great place to record an album. Right. Well, I mean, not to interrupt, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't this only released in England when it first came out? Like, you couldn't get it in the States, it was an import. Like, that's what I heard, you know. And, 
And then eventually they did because like Dean, and I felt the same way, I wish they would have given this album more of a chance in America because yeah. I think this is, a, I think, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Stay Hungry, it's a great record too, but man, well even the first album, you got, those first three albums, man, in my opinion, are just don't feel Right, right. 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 That's what they did. Oh yeah, blew up, man. Blew up. Yeah. That album blew up. Uh, like I said, that was my introduction to Sister. And it's it's still in constant rotation behind Cat Stop Rock and Roll. But some of those songs are just iconic. I mean the, the riffage on the beast, it is is ridiculous. I'm really curious how, once the song's written, it, is it lyrics first, or were you guys writing riffs and then putting lyrics to the riffs, or were you, how did that work? Right. Because you know, he sort of played guitar, but not very well. But he was very good at expressing what he wanted. And I was good at executing what he wanted to do. Right. I think it's all stellar. Uh, like I said, you're my number two band. Kiss, Kiss gets a hot spot. Twisted Sisters a very, very close second. I'm so honored and privileged to have you here with me today, Eddie. I, Feelings I, I've been looking forward to this so much. Keep, keep us in the know. How do, how do we find you on the socials? Website. The people ask me to bring hot sauces and it's all bottles and stuff. I said you just go over the line or it's just a hot sauce.com. And 
my Facebook. I used to do the Twisted Sister Facebook page a lot. Okay. Well, we have our studio followers. Right. That's kind of like, pretty cool. Yeah. So, we use that mostly. You know, we all have our own, you know, just, we all have our own Thanks again so much for being here. We really, really appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much. Right on. That was our interview with Eddie Ojeda. Thought it went fucking great. Yeah, I did too, man. I, I think most of our interviews went really, really well. And uh, like I said, Eddie, just a total class act, really nice guy. Uh, for real. Real cool dude. He probably would have signed everything if we'd have brought out everything. Look, we want these eight or nine records signed in and the backpack. He probably would have. Yeah. Even though there were some people who were attendants that kind of got pissy because when they went to his booth, he was expecting to be paid for his autograph. But I'm like, but guys, he's trying to make a living here, man. It ain't like it was in the old days where they make money from their music. They don't do that anymore. See, when I was at that first Rocket Pod by myself as a podcaster, I. I, I didn't think that way. So I had the Michael Sweet interview. So I should have been able to get a picture and, you know, get my record signed there. Instead, I went to his booth, paid 20 bucks to get my two albums signed and get the picture with him. It still got a picture with me, him and Ralph afterwards. You know, he, he probably would have signed all that for me. The point is these guys, they go and they're trying to make some money as well, you know, so yes, you sign for autographs. Twenty bucks, get two or three things signed and a picture. Fuck you, quit crying, bitch. Take a time out of their day to come entertain you. You pay a lot more than that to go see him. That's true. That is true. God bless Robert Smith of the Cure because he's sticking it right to those fucking ticket sellers. <laughs> oh, is he? Oh yeah, go go look at a Robert Smith dude. That Ticketmaster shit and all those extra fees. No, no, you ain't having it. Of the cure. That's right, Ralph Vieira, a.k.a. Dr. Buck. All right. Robert Smith of the cure is leading the charge against Ticketmaster. Suck it. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, good for Robert Smith. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Got to see him. I'm still waiting for the next album. No, the Eddie Ojeda thing, man, that was great. It was a childhood wet dream. The only thing that would be better is to talk to D. Yeah. You know, (laughs) that's the mouth, even though. Yeah, no, that's the mouth, dude. That's Twisted Sister. (laughs) They're decent. Yeah, it's, you know. Great entertainment. Eddie Ojeda, great guy, man. I, you know, the only guy that was on like every record. Yes. Because there were some changes on the Love Us for Suckers, or was it not Eddie Ojeda on that one? Man, I can't remember. I couldn't tell Sway, you. I thoroughly enjoyed fucking talking to that guy, man. And oh, for know, real, yeah. Spent 10, 15 minutes with him was really, really cool. Yeah, and he took pictures with us, and just just a total class act, man. Cool. Dude. Oh yeah, good guy, good guy. We we should have had him do a sound pipe for the podcast and our radio shows, but oh well. I, yeah, I think we were a little. I, I, I know I was. I was kind of googly-eyed and starstruck. I'm oh, not I was lie. too. I mean, like I said, I was granted like a 
I felt like a little kid again, man. It was cool. Hell yeah. Get, see, people say don't meet your heroes. And I'm like, every time I have, it's been a good experience. So I'm right, right. <laughs> Metal Mike, uh, man, let's get out of here. I got to go party. I got to get drunk. All right, this man. That's it. cool, man. H- have a, uh, fun. Any, Happy anything birthday. To promote? Anything to plug? Um, not really. I, well, I, I think I said earlier, they watch us from the moon. Their album's coming out May 12th. Make sure you check it out. Uh, you will be hearing the interview here on this podcast. And I think my brother is planning on doing an audio visual version of it. So hopefully we can use that and just put it on the podcast as well as the YouTube station for the sta- uh, the radio station as well. And, um, just keep fighting the good fight and stay metal folks. Hell yeah. And check out I'm that metal station.com. Hell yeah. Especially every other Saturday when there's this guy on Bushy 10 a.m. Eastern. And every Friday <laughs> night when there's a dude named DJ Metal Mike that fucking kills it. Hello. You should listen to my show more, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> will. Stuff. Are you, are you, um, are you, uh, going to be on this Saturday? Yes, sir. All right. I'll try to make it, I'm, man. I'm taking phone calls now. People can call in because I love this soundboard. I've had Miss Kitten, Jackie Del Vecchio oh. on the radio show. I've had Charles Trainer on the radio show. Nice. I've had Taylor on the fucking radio show. Yeah, you can call in and talk to Bushy, man, and I'll talk cool. fucking 20 minutes or so. I don't care. Right on, man. Cool. It's real easy to set up a show because you only need like two or three blocks. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, the thing I, I want to plug is this Black Sabbath album I got at Walmart, man, the Ultimate Collection. It's really fucking good, especially if you're a casual, and I mean very casual, Black Sabbath fan like I was. Most of the stuff I know is from those few albums that I own and have listened to more than once. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But it's all Aussie-era shit. I, I, I really fucking dig it. And for a casual fan, you will not be disappointed. I oh, yeah. fucking you remember the sabbath and keep it black motherfuckers fuck yeah all right i'm out this is bushy that's metal fucking mike that's my brother that's eddie fingers ojetta hope you guys had a good time like i said if you're listening to this on youtube take your ass to the podbean channel i'll put it down in the damn comment link thingy in the description that's what it is the description and we're on itunes too we're on right. Apple, we're everywhere. Apple, we're pod, whatever the fuck pod it is. Chaser, Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Podbean is our home site. For now, you guys get our numbers up. We can go to a different site. Maybe we can make our own webpage. That'd be help us cool. out. We're way I could have better my than brother me. help us build it. Yes. And we're better than Mark Alton Taylor. He just cries. We're not going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Mark. Motherfuckers by vinyl. We'll see you next week. <laughs>